All right, Brian, we got roster cut-down news. The uh, NFL requiring teams to cut down to 80 players on Tuesday. The Cowboys currently have 81, uh, but that's because Isaac Alarcon, uh, of course, is a roster exemption as part of the international. Playing well, by the way. Yeah, he is, and, and played some He's guard yesterday. Better. He really has. I watched him play guard last night. Yeah, I know yeah. we're talking about kickers here but uh, soon, but yeah, the roster exemptions and things like that, I, I – this one looks like that they've done the right thing with him. And yeah. you can actually see a, a, a player that uh, is is capable of going in there and, and playing. I mean, I'd be interested to see him play like in a real game. You know, I mean, I know we've seen him in preseason games against different competitions. But just to make a note of that, I've been really impressed with what they've been able to do, playing him at left tackle and now also playing him at guard. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, apparently he spent a lot of the offseason playing at guard. Um, and then even still came in and looked pretty sharp and they're asking him to do tackle stuff. Sure but yeah, playing some sure left did. guard yesterday, I saw. Um, we've seen him play some kicker but or, or from some left tackle. Um, but yeah, part of the international pathway program, so he's an exemption, uh, so they can carry 81 right now. Uh, they could have put Michael Gallup on pup yesterday. That was an option for them. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, did so not. still holding out some hope there uh, that hopefully, I, I think you said, what, August, August 30th? 30th. Fin- and that's August the final 30th, cut yeah. day? That's the, that's, yeah, that's the, that's the day. The Cowboy fans just keep that day. It's the final cutdown day, and they're they're hopeful that when they get to that day, that they could just go ahead and keep them on the fifty three. And so the moves they made yesterday, they did put Jeremy Sprinkle on IR, uh, not yeah, a wave injury. Yeah, put yeah. on IR. Uh, they wave injure uh, Christian Sam, uh, the linebacker, okay. and they release Quandre Mosley, the corner, who I thought had some decent Wasn't moments. Terrible. He, wasn't terrible. Coming back to the practice squad, I, I guarantee when they get down to the finals. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Jaquari Roberson, the receiver, who flashed a couple times on special teams sure um, and, and looked good there. So a uh, couple interesting cuts there. And then it was Liram Hyralahu. Are you supli- Are you surprised at all? And, and we'll go to McCarthy here in a second. But are you surprised at all that the decision was made now instead of at final cut down? Or do you think it just – it wasn't a competition for them at this point? They wanted Maher. I think they wanted Maher now, but like we talk about in the uh, when we evaluate this, I don't think this thing is done by any means. And I'm not going to act like I know who's kicking at the Buccaneers and who's kicking at the Saints and who's kicking at the Rams. But, you know, it, it, I, I think they're keeping an eye on this waiver wire. I really do. And if there's somebody that, you know, their, their plan was Garibay. That I mean, that was something that they, you know, people are asking me on Twitter, they're like, hey, well, you know, where was the plan? What was the plan? And I'm like, I didn't feel like they had a plan. And then I start thinking about Garibay. Yeah, they had a plan, but it didn't work out. So they're a little bit behind. I think they're going to go with the veteran guy here that they feel like has a little bit better leg strength. That's something that's pretty important to them. Yeah, we've got Mike McCarthy yesterday. Uh, we're we're going to play the an extended clip. It's chopped up a little bit in, into just kind of a, a highlight of what he had to say yesterday. Uh, but but this is what Mike McCarthy had to say about the kicking competition, and then we'll dive into some of the particulars of what he had to say. You know, I just had a chance to visit with Liam this morning, and, and I, I tell you, I, re- I really liked the way you know he came in here, and it was it was you know he took control of the competition early, and and that that was very evident. We just felt Brett was was in front, and we wanted to give him this this opportunity to to be to be the kicker, to be the guy, you know, in preseason three. So, but uh, Liam Liam 
you know, we definitely gave gave him a run, and I thought he did an excellent job in this time here. You know, we had a chance to work out Brett last year. Just the way he's striking a ball, I'm, I've just been so impressed with him since starting with the workout too. So, and if you, you look at his kickoffs, you know, it's uh, you know something was probably it was probably the, the difference between both him and Laram that you know we gave him the nod too. So, you know, and that's part of the reason why we want, we you know try to create an opportunity for the long field goal. So, you know, he de- definitely has excellent leg strength, and uh, he's just he's kicking a lot of confidence right now. Mike McCarthy, very complimentary of Liram Hirelahu and the the progress that he made. And and you heard him there talking about, hey, he took control of the kicking competition early. Uh, it's just it's clear at this point that uh, he didn't have the power behind it that they wanted. Uh, and I actually want to break down a couple different things that he said there. Um, and we'll kind of break this down into some some bite sized pieces. Uh, the first one is this, Brian. I thought this was interesting in that quote there. We want to give him this this opportunity to to be to be the kicker to be the guy you know in preseason three. That just sounds like well he's our guy for this for week right now. Then yeah. that's it, and so that doesn't yeah. sound like a very uh, totally confident permanent solution uh, for Mike McCarthy. No, not at all. That is a let's see what happens here. Uh, if we get a few kicks, we'll uh, we'll sure take them and see where we're at. But if Buccaneers, Saints, Rams, anybody else has a kicker out there that they put out there that we might be real interested in uh in going in and, and getting. Maybe it might be a situation. You know, with some of this don't uh, don't think it's out of the question to take one of those. You know, they, they're gonna get some supplemental picks. So they could take their own picks and move them as well. It's not out of the question for them to move a pick to go get a kicker. I, I surely would if it was if I felt like that he was better than Brett Maher. We, we've had it brought up on the podcast before, uh, you know, listeners giving us their questions on Twitter. Uh, do you think any part of them regrets not going after a guy like Cade York? Oh, yeah. I mean, I asked you the question, Jake Ferguson or Cade York, and Jake Ferguson has shown up. Let's He's looked not so be good. Wrong about He's been that. one of the stars of the, the preseason yeah, game. he has. He's done a great job. And so with, with uh, you know, with those thoughts – I, I've Cade York, the kicking this, the way that McCarthy plays football, the way he manages games, kicking is a big part of what he does. Absolutely. Big part of, you know, he did it with Mason Crosby for all those years in green Bay. There were just big games where he came down to kicking field goals. And so I don't think he always is the most, you know, this, the most, beneficial thing for his kicker you know making him kick long field goals to try and win games but I do feel like that he plays in a lot of tight games and for them not to have this field goal situation buttoned up I I think is uh could be one of those uh, mistakes that they look back on another uh portion of that uh statement there from McCarthy that I want to dive into what he had to say uh here about what the difference was and if you, you look at his kickoffs, you know, it's, uh, you know, something was probably, it was probably the, the difference between both him and Larry. So very clearly the power behind Maher's leg. And I think we've talked yeah. about this. When you look at Bones Fossil had an affinity for Greg Zerline, the guy they brought in here that, that was his, his guy coming out of the draft was Jonathan Garibay. They paid him, yeah. 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 And then you've got, uh, you know, the guy that they brought in here as the replacement, Brett Maher. They all have in common, it's that 60-yard type of, you know, power range. That clearly is the biggest aspect to to the kicking job that they're looking for is a big leg. 
They just need you to be a, a baseline average accuracy guy. If you can do that and you've got a big leg, they'll go with you. And I think that's ultimately what hurt Liram Hirelahu. Hirelahu seems like a more accurate kicker to me or, or a more consistently reliable kicker than Brett Maher. But clearly when you hear him talk about, you know, the kickoffs and the depth that they get from that and everything else, it's really clear the biggest thing they want from their kicker at this point is power. No, they do. And kickoffs that go out of the end zone means you don't have to cover. Yep. You know, that that if you have if you worry a little bit about your kickoff coverage unit, they get exposed when balls are returned on them. For every one that you get returned, there could be the possibility of what you know happened to the Chargers the other night with Turpin. You know, yeah, the, the ball can come all the way back, or you can lose field position that way with big kickoff returns. So strong leg equals the ability to kick long field goals but it also neutralizes teams' ability to return the football, especially when we get late in the season. Now, uh, how many late-season games? We'll see. You know, late-season outdoor games, we don't see as many touchbacks because of the the cold conditions and things like that. So strong leg to get the ball all the way to the goal line would also help your coverage unit as well. And then the the final portion of McCarthy's statement there that I wanted to to play was just the very end of that when he was talking about Brett Maher. Definitely has excellent leg strength, and uh, he's just kicking a lot of confidence right now. Confidence, confidence, confidence is a big thing for them right now because I think everything he just described about Brett Maher, you can describe about or you can use those same adjectives to talk about Jonathan Garibay except the confidence because the confidence was shot on him. And so I, I think it's it's clear that they found what they wanted in terms of, of ability and, and, and the type of traits that the kicker has. But ultimately, that was the downfall of Garibay, wasn't it? It was just he had completely lost his confidence out here. Can't tell you how many times we had a, in our podcast where I, I, we, we, would talk, we would say it. You know, you'd look at him kick, and I described it like the truck full of dirt that would dump on him, and he would – he would find his way to the top and then another truckload of dirt would come and bury him again. He was not a confident kicker. No. And you could tell the, the mojo moments, the breezy conditions there at Oxnard, uh, fans being in the stands, teammates watching, coaches watching. He, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't up to it. He just was not up to it. And you could talk about Laram clearly winning the job, to me, that was more about Garibay's inability to handle pressure. Yes. And once he proved he couldn't handle the pressure, there was no reason for them to keep him around. Now, I've been told this, and this was really early in camp when things were kind of falling apart. They said, hey, keep an eye on the snapper because that was a little bit of an issue. But don't be surprised with 16 roster spots on the practice squad that you might bring this kid back and work with him in that regard. You've got, uh, it is now Maher's job, which uh, is is intriguing because a big part of his problems uh, here in Dallas was the ability to kick in that 30 to 49 range. Extra points. Well, in the extra point, so he, he struggled a lot with the extra points. Or it was that extra point distance, though, especially the 40-yarder. So in his 33, two, yeah, he's right. You say 33 to 40 yards. And even when he kicked an extra point the other day, he kicked it off the left hash. That thing ended up all the way over on the right upright. Yeah. You know, it faded that much, you know, and I'm like, oh, gosh, just put the ball in the middle and do that. Don't, you know, don't 
But man, he was, he just, he has a problem with the ball. He'll either hook it from distance or he'll fade it from close. He's kind of, there's really no in between with him right now. He's a, uh, he's a guy that during his time here in Dallas, from 30 to 49, Brian, actually from 50 plus, he was 66%, which is yeah. a great percentage from 50 Unreal. plus. That, that, yeah. That's fantastic. When you look at from 30 to 49 during his time in Dallas, he was 55%, yep, that's which is it. just, it's, it's brutal, especially that 40 to 49 range. In 2019, when he was finally let go, he was one of five there. And yeah. so now he cleaned that up last year in New Orleans. Last year in New Orleans, he was uh, 12 of 13 from 30 to 49. And so you hope that maybe he's he's kind of cleaned up Figured those issues out. a little bit. Yeah, yeah because I, I think that if you can be, if he can be just 70 to, uh, honestly, 75%, if he can be a 75% kicker from 30 to 49, I think they're happy because they, they want the booming leg. That's what they want. They want the guy who can, make a difference in in that sense so there's a little bit of a kicking update uh before we uh wrap up this segment really quickly uh we got the news on uh wednesday morning the uh passing of len dawson pro football hall of famer uh and a guy with some some ties to dallas uh quarterback the dallas texans for a year in 1962 uh but but truly one of the uh the game's all-time i think toughest quarterbacks len dawson uh yeah a lot of folks will remember him from inside the nfl yeah you know if you watch the show on hbo back in the day him nick bonacani those guys and you know he he was a a tremendous quarterback you talk about toughness that was a tough era to be a quarterback by the way him daryl lamonica john hadel i mean they had those those old, you know, those old AFL quarterbacks, those guys were, uh, you know, the, one of the iconic pictures is him halftime smoking a smoking. cigarette with a with a tab cola down by his feet, you know. So that just kind of to- tells you a little bit about the era that he played in. So rest in peace to uh, Len Dawson, 87 years old. You're listening to The Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.